Welcome to the Informed Advocate Podcast. I'm your host, Sharon, the number one self-caregiver in the world. This podcast is the intersection of self-care, efficacy, and compassion for self-caregivers. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So for this episode, what we will talk about is... Um, integrating self-care into the workspace. Again, integrating self-care in the workplace. What I want to focus more so is the benefits of it. And the benefits is not only for the employer, but also for the employee. So for the employer, for businesses, you know, corporations, I mean, even groups and associations and things of that sort, is that when you integrate, allow the integration of self-care in the workspace, in that it's a return on your investment. Your employees, members of a group or association and whatever it may be, they are your biggest asset. So when you invest in their well-being, that's going to be a huge return on your investment because when people are healthy, when people are able to, I want to say, I don't really like to use the word happy because it's, anyway, that's another episode of go to my conscious sharing moments. But when people at least have joy and less stress or are able to work through stress in that they are able to really, whatever their job is, they're able to fully invest in that. They're really able to put themselves in that workspace and do what they were hired to do, you know, with, I say, less complaints. And so having an atmosphere of self-care is really important. Now, one thing that I want to say, and I probably should have said this first, not only is is the return in your investment, but what's the most important thing when it comes to any well-being, anything, it starts from the top. It starts from the CEO, vice presidents, managers, directors, supervisor. It starts with them. It starts in human resources. It starts so... However, upper management, however, management, not just upper management, because I've seen other things too. <laughs> but when management is invested and have a true understanding what self-care is, then it will trickle down. Because when a healthy business is not just how well, you know, it can produce a product or sell a service and how much money it makes is how much they really invest in the individuals who work with them, not just for them, but with them. And so it's important for the supervisor to have a mindset of, health, 
to have a mindset of someone taking care of themselves because that all that also goes down to how people take their time off. You may need someone who likes taking one day a week off, one day a month off, or whatever it may be. Yes, there are adjustments need to be made. However, when the health of your employees because things changes over time in that that's going to benefit you way more than anything else. The other thing is when management have a practice, again, themselves, this is the next benefit is that, and this is for everyone, but especially management is that it helps you when you have self-care routine, especially at work, especially at work. It helps with clarity. It helps with decision-making. It's when you're able to take that pause, even if something requires you to make a decision at that given minute. Again, it's at the given minute, but not at the given seconds. So take that deep breath to be able to think things through. Because when our mind is working really fast, it's really collecting information that we already know. And sometimes we need to have a clear picture when we're making decisions. And so it's really important for management to have their own self-care routine. It is so important. And so that's another benefit. Another benefit is in allowing to integrate self-care in the workspace is to allow for internal check-ins. Because I can remember one time, especially when I used to work for a behavioral health call center, and that sometimes it is super, super busy. Yes, that comes with the job, but we're all human. It doesn't matter who you are. And let me say this. No matter who you are, what position you hold, what title you hold, what authority you have, whether you degreed or not degreed. And when I say that, meaning someone, you know, who's went to school and earned, you know, associate, bachelor, master's, PhD, MD, whatever it may be in that it doesn't matter. None of us, none of us, none of us is exempt what life has to offer when it comes to adversity and trial and tribulations. And so no one is exempt. And then there are misconceptions that people have when people hold certain position. It has nothing to do with what you know you don't know. It's just that when we're in the seat of something Again, our nervous system gets activated. And even I can say, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. But with one example is that I remember it was, it just was really, really busy at that particular th- time. And I think I was on the calls by myself before my coworkers um, logged on. And so it was really like, when the calls calmed down, even after they came, it was pretty busy. Then it finally, you know, uh, calmed down. And then it's almost like I just felt like I don't even know what it's like to get, you know, like uh, like in boxing and you do that fast punching. I don't even know what that's like, but that's what it felt like. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, and I was like, oh my gosh, let me take a two minute breather. And I literally was able to log off the phone and set my clock, my watch for two minutes and just, just sat. You know, I pretty much, you know, went away from the workstation and just sat for two minutes and it felt so good. And so allow your employees, those that provide, you know, services or produce products. And I know in manufacturing companies, it's a little different because there are safety and in construction sites is a little different. And of course, like in the emergency room, when it comes to surgery and people like it's a little different, but everybody's heart beats I want to say the same it still pumps you know it still beats and so meaning our body when it comes to that rush I'm like oh the adrenaline you know that's where I get my energy from but for anybody over a period of time you crash so we don't want to crash don't allow uh, your employees to crash you know in this cultural culture there's this thing almost like it's acceptable, you know, that stress is just part of the job. Yes, there are some jobs that are self, that are stressful, but we really need to make sure we're integrate. Put it like this. Now, most jobs do have a safety protocol. So how about self-care being a safety protocol for all jobs? Because the more that you learn about your own mind, your own body, your own spirit, um, how the mind works, how the body works, what stress does, what trauma does. Again, go back and listen to previous episode when I talk about stress and trauma. Go back and listen to that. Because like I said, when you first listen to it, you may not have quite understood, you know, oh, what is she talking about? But as you continue to listen to different episodes in this podcast, then it makes sense. And so it's just really important to be able to take those minute breaks, to take those breathers because the nervous system needs the opportunity to recuperate from something, you know? I mean, there are times you're not always able to do it at that very moment after, you know, like after the slowdown, you know, sometimes it can be two hours where it's you know, super busy. And it's like that at different workplaces. But really look at, and especially these places that have 12 hours and someone, you know, I, I never understood it. And I've worked jobs like this, work 12 hours, only get 30 minutes break and maybe 15 minute, you know, break, you know, tw um, 30 minutes for lunch. And it's the same thing for someone with eight hours. Do you really know how the brain, the mind, and the body really works over a period of time. And so you're really making people sick. <laughs> you know, there are studies out there that talks about 12 hours and, and um, there are benefits to 12 hours for the individuals and for the company. But, you know, and I talked about it in a previous episode, it's about making adjustments to, you know, it's kind of like, I don't, don't, get mad at the employee if they're asking for certain things. Everybody body is different. Everybody mind is different. You never know what that person is going through. And sometimes they're not really going through anything. Anything over an extended period of time needs adjustments. And so this is where it helps management 
to really really work on that. And also, and I'm going to do another episode about having a business mindset because depends on where you are in management. One thing, and I'm learning, if you don't have a a true business mindset, then some decisions that you are making um, with on the employee level may not really be beneficial for your company. And then you take things personal. Oh, this all kind of stuff that ends up happening. So this is another reason why it's important for you to take care of yourself so you can have that mindset of what it's like. Because again, no one is exempt. You know, managers have family members who have passed away, have loved ones who have passed. So what do you do, you know, with the same policy that you have in place for your employees? Does that same policy affect you? For some places, yes, but for some places, no. Sometimes it depends on how a job is set up. You know, for some jobs, it will allow, you know, an individual to take more time off, kind of like despite, you know, um, the allowed it time um, and things like that. And believe me, I've worked at different places and I've seen different things, too. And so I know it's not easy, easy, but we need to make an effort because we're talking about people's minds. We're talking about you know, like mental health challenges and medical conditions and things like that. And sometimes these things are caused by the stress at a job that can, you know, let somebody go for no reason, you know? And so let's take care of yourself. The other thing is, is that, and what I pretty much had just talked about this is, by integrating self-care in your workspace is that it can prevent other, it can prevent health conditions. Not even when it comes to heart attack, you know, even when it comes to anxiety and panic attacks, I mean, you can even help with depression, you know, at some level by having, um, um, I'm about to say sacred places, but to um, integrate self-care to the workplace. And this is for everyone. So no one has to be identified as someone who experienced depression or anxiety or um, PTSD or anything like that. And I would invite people, instead of saying mental health days, because it's still, after all this time, have so much uh, um, stigma in that, let's call it self-care days. Let's call it self-care moments because we all need it, including me, you know? And so it's, it's just like, there's nothing wrong with it. Sometimes we may have a moment of something. Um, let's say if someone, I can remember I worked somewhere and someone um, who worked at uh, the front desk, um, relative had passed. And, you know, yeah, her mood was different. And so let's just say she may have been a little bit more um, irritable. And I think she may have, you know, like said something, you know, to which it was a patient. And, and my point is that because of her position, she had a higher expectation of her. And let's just say the patient could have experienced the same thing, but then if they would have, you know, became irritable and said something out of line, then it would have been okay. And it's not okay. And again, I'm not saying that, you know, it was okay for her, but I'm saying the expectation, because it was more like, 
oh, well, she need to get her stuff together. You, you see what I'm saying? So it's important for us to understand because no one is exempt. No, she needed compassion. That's what she needed. Maybe she needed more time off instead of coming back to work, you know, and things like that. Because again, jobs have, you know, depends on the relation of the person, especially if they're not related at all, then you don't really have that time, you know, I mean, um, not the allotted time off when it comes to bereavement. And so... I'm going to pause right here for a moment so that you can listen to a uh, commercial from one of our sponsors. I am Sharon D. Brown, the founder and owner of the Affirm Holistic Network. We offer mental wellness and self-care workshops, training, and consultations for groups, organizations, and corporations specifically designed for professional leaders and caregivers. Mindfulness and yoga workshops, workshops on mental wellness and stress management, including workshops on navigating the mental health system. Our training and workshops focus on alleviating stress and preventing burnout. Go to our website at www.hafarbholisticnetwork.net and that's holistic with the W and book an appointment today. Follow us on Facebook at her firm holistic network and Instagram at I am Sharon D. Brown. Call 704-579-6850 to learn how to integrate self-care to your workspace and home. Affirm yourself first. Now I'm back. So thank you for listening to the sponsor. And so moving on to the benefits of how, of integrating self-care into the workspace is that it allows your employees, and if you employ yourself, and it allows you, because again, you're not exempt. And that's the thing too, is that I noticed, I noticed as a mental health professional being in counseling, I mean, being going to workshops. And sometimes I'm like, why are they talking like that? As if we're just always talking about the clients, like none of this stuff applies to us. It's got, gotten better over the years, but it still has this notion that it's not us. So again, if you are a supervisor, executive, a manager, director, vice president, this is for you too, because of the fact you experience the same things as your, as the people, as your um, direct reports, as the people who report to your direct reports, you know, no matter what someone does, you experience some very similar things, um, very similar dynamics. You know, it may show up a little different. However, you know, we all have someone, you know, who have, um, transition. We all have a family member who may experience mental health challenges, a family member who may have, you know, um, cancer or, or something like that. We all know someone who knows someone. So all of this applies to us. But by allowing and integrating, by having, you know, um, when you have the uh, well-being programs is allowing the employee to participate and make sure you participate in it too, you know, because taking care of yourself first allows you to be able to support 
others and so that they can do their job. But what it does is that it's just allow your employees to be, I'm going to say satisfied, you know, to complain uh, less, to put them in a better mood, uh, for them to be happier with their job. Um, the other thing is it allows your employees um uh, to be committed to what they're doing. You know, that goes into play because a lot of times depends on how somebody feel about that job and it changes, you know, over time. You know, for the most part, people are going to do the basic. They're going to do their job, but for someone to put their heart into what they do, then that is different and your customers can feel that, the energy. So that's another reason why it's important um, to allow and to pretty much welcome and to advocate self-care into the workspace. And so if your, you know, um, employee, I mean, if your company have a well-being program, a wellness program, and especially when it something where it allows someone to talk to another peer, not just EAP, because uh, I always kind of look at it, but one of that isn't available. Most of the time, somebody needs something right then, you know, what can I do right then with whatever may come up? We never know, you know, if um, someone is going to be activated. Most people call it trigger. There's different things that sometimes some people think of Oh, where, you know, you hadn't identified. Sometimes we're not going to identify until it happens. And, to, and then sometimes that may take a minute. But what's important is for all of us to always be on a path of healing. And this is where the self-care, the self-care allow us that. And to pretty much to be able to look at life in such a wonderful way. Um, and so these are some of the benefits of having um, to, of integrating self-care into the workspace. It's pretty much, it's a return on investment. And not only, you know, like if you're an employee, it's the return on my investment as an employee to invest in myself. You know, it's kind of like, I'm going to like that job better. I want to get up in the morning. Um, I'm excited about it. I know that they got my back. And even if they don't, I know that I have my back. That's the most important thing. And this is why, you know, self-care is radical. And this is why you're informed about your own self-care and you advocate and have compassion for yourself. Um, it gives you clarity uh, when it comes to decisions. It allows a person to have an internal check-in. Pretty much it helps with you know, health conditions, you know, high blood pressure, diabetes, things like that, the things that a job can cause. And again, um, I will have upcoming episodes of talking about integrating self-care into your home life because we are the person. We can't separate home from um, work. I have no idea where that came from. Um, and even if somebody tell me it doesn't matter, <laughs> it's just that we can't, We now we know it's not possible. We can't do it because the way that the world is, it's kind of like, this is how it got there about people separating it. And so this is why it's important to integrate self-care into the workplace. And the main thing is you have more satisfied workers when your workers are satisfied. When I'm satisfied as a worker, I am going to go there 
And it helps me, you know, with my mood, you know, it helps me with my energy when I'm able, you know, to do that. I'm not irritable because sometimes we may not think it could come across, but sometimes it may uh, come across. And the main thing is we're committed. We're committed to ourselves. We're committed to the job. We really want to do a good job and you don't have to ask anybody, you know, to do anything. They are volunteer most of the time. When they, especially when morale is high, morale is something that our jobs always deal with. It goes up and down, it changes day to day, week to week, things of the such. So, again, these are the benefits of integrating self care. And the most important thing, it has to start with management. And when I say management, I'm talking about all of management um, because um, if all are not, committed, it's going to show up in your organization and it needs to be addressed. So again, thank you for listening to this episode of the Inform Advocate Podcast. Since you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and follow Inform Advocate Podcast on Anchor or Spotify. You can also find us on YouTube. For updates on workshops, training, and conferences, go to www.affirmholisticnetwork.net and that's holistic with a W. Also follow Affirm Holistic Network on Instagram and Facebook.